Krista, do you want to take them? She said, yes, she got to. If you want to go, go. If you don't, sit. Here's the deal. We watch this thing called Forging Fire. And, and, and I've heard, you know, I've got some knives at home. It's, they're, they're called this Damascus steel. And it's metal, it's folded, and it's got stuff, and it's, and it's folded over and over and over and heated and pounded and brought and drawn and then reheated and drawn and then quenched to make it strong. And I was like, man, they were talking, we've got to get this, we've got to get this temperature up to 1400 degrees in order to get the impurities out and to make it strong. And I'm thinking, man, that's hot. And I live in Perump, and that's still hot. But the thing of it is, to make something pure and to make something strong enough to withstand, it goes through the fire. Understand? You've got to sometimes go through the fire. We're going to talk today. Daniel, uh, my, my title of my message is up there, uh, and my name, in case I forgot. Uh, it, it, he's still God, but I, I want you all to look. There's a, there's a scripture in 1 Chronicles 16.25. Okay? That, that scripture says this, For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is also to be feared above all gods. Do you understand what happens to us? And I'm talking to us. I'm including myself when I say us because I'm part of us. Okay? Here's the deal. What happens to us is sometimes we are guilty of only praising God when things are good. Do you understand? That's human nature. Oh, thank God. Somebody asked me, did you get in your house yet? No. That's a sore spot. And, 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 it, and it makes me have to pray hard because we should have been in four months ago and it still hasn't moved in the last two months. The roof's still not laid. I've got half of everything. Half of the plumbing, half the electrical, half the cabinets. <laughs> Jesus, help me be sweet. Right? I'm sitting there biting my tongue so hard. I'm just like... Mm-hmm. But do you know that through difficult times comes great things at the end? I said this to somebody. There. They said they, 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 they had a family member that, that was diagnosed with COVID. And I, and I said, we're praying. That ain't enough. That's all. We got. We're going to pray. And then two weeks later, they said, well, they passed away. See, God wasn't good. And I said, God was great. Took him to be with him forever. What a win. I got news. You ain't got to worry about Biden or taxes. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, Lord have mercy. I'm going to get political for a second, okay? So if you have to edit this before it goes on the internet, here's what you're going to do. All Democrats, all Republicans need Jesus Christ as their Savior. Period. I don't care what party you're from. There's only one person going to get us out of this mess, and his name's Jesus Christ. I ain't, a, I ain't a fan of anybody in the office right now, and I am not going to tell you who needs to come back, but I'm telling you, whoever God puts in charge, as long as they're a God-fearing Christian who has Jesus Christ in their heart, we're going to be okay. But you've got to understand, God is still God in the hard times. 
Even when it ain't going your way. He's the same today and forever. Durr. Why you only think he's God when it's good? When, you, when, you, when your Chevy starts? God is good. You know what I'm saying? When, when your Ford isn't broke on the side of the road? Yeah, God is good. Really good, actually. Do you understand what I'm saying? You have something to be proud of because God is blessing you. You know what? If we compare what he's doing to other people in order for it to make it what it is to us, we'll never be satisfied with what God's doing in our life. And you'll never learn because your story is your story. You see, we come in going, well, God was good to them. I wonder why we have to quantify God's goodness by what he's doing to somebody else and not doing to you. Where where is that in Scripture? I can't find it, y'all. Well, if he does for one, he'll do for you. What? You know that... I'm a little hard-headed more than most. Yeah, I, I didn't know until this morning. And when Alan told me on the way here, I guess I have an, I have an accent. I didn't know. I don't either. I thought, Lord have mercy, there ain't no way in heaven I got an accent. And he's like, yeah, this guy from Tennessee. Well, that's no, just y'all don't know how to talk. That's all I'm saying. You got to slow down a little bit. You know, let your tongue not do all the work. You know what I mean? We're trying to learn Spanish because my, my son, he's, uh, he's got this uh, beautiful girl that he, he thinks he likes a little bit. She lives in Mexico and, and was born there and everything. She's pretty as she can be. We had her up here a couple weeks ago and she, she speaks Spanish. And so he's like, I don't want her talking behind my back. And I said, son, she, if, if you have a relationship, that's happening. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me, but we're, going, we're not going to get into that mess. But uh, see, see, here's the thing. Sometimes we pray, and we pray specifically for Anybody ever done that? Pray specifically for something. You know, uh, my, son, my son's back hurts real bad, you know. And, and I'm not going to pray, you know, for, for, for his feet. <laughs> Nothing was wrong with my feet. You know, have you? Ever, I had this happen before. I come up for prayer one time, and and I had a headache. I mean, it felt like three people were doing river dance inside behind my eyeballs. You know what I mean? They was having to pay, and I was like, "Man, it hurts so bad." I said, "I'm going to the altar. I'm going to get healed." Right? I knew I was going to get healed, and the, and and the guy was up there, and he goes, "God, forgive him of his sin." Did not sin him. And God, right now, tell him to quit running. Well, uh, I, I'm not running. And God, right now, bless his, bless his relationships. Yeah, well, I'll take that one and run, you know what I mean? And, and I turned around and I went, still got the headache. He didn't talk about my headache. He didn't ask me where to go. You know what I'm saying? Anybody ever prayed specifically and then didn't get to answer you on it? Ever get the answer, no? That's the one that hurts, is the no. I was thinking about this the other day. 
All these folks that are battling this mess going around right now, and it's nasty, y'all. I ain't going to lie to nobody. This junk is not cool, right? It's hard. And it takes some, and it don't. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Somebody tell me, call me the other day, well, I got COVID. I said, really, how you doing? Well, my head hurt really bad, lost my smell, lost my taste. Four days later, it goes, yeah, I got a negative test. Now I'm good. Back at work. What? Others I know been in hospital for four weeks. I'm like, how's it doing some to some and not to others? I don't understand, but I'm going to tell you something. I, I, I want you to understand. When you ask God if, you know, I've been believing, <clears throat> God's protecting me and my family from this mess. You know why I believe that? Because we're going out to different places to preach and teach. By all rights, I, I'm messing my odds up. But I figured something out. You know what? If God wants this to happen, it's going to happen whether I'm sitting at home, my dog going to sneeze, I'm going to get COVID. Stupid dog. I'm not going to hide and die when God has something that needs to be done. I believe there's somebody else in the fire. I believe there's somebody else holding back the sea. And I believe it's for a purpose. It's a purpose to give us time to get off our butts. Oh, he said that in church. Yep. Because you know why? I do that but. I go there but. I'd talk to them, but I would I would tell them about Jesus, but get off your butts and start pilling people because our time is short. Amen. You guys got man. I, I'm, this is good stuff, baby. Later, you can tip me. It was good. <laughs> you see, we're looking at really bad stuff coming at us, y'all. Let's not be joking. Let's not lie to each other. I ain't going to blow sunshine up your tailpipe. Here's the thing. You've got to understand. If you believe in Jesus Christ, it's coming. It's coming. Because guess what? They're not happy. They're not. I heard yesterday that in Afghanistan, that in Kabul, that they're, they're going door to door and they're taking your phone. And if you have the Bible app on your phone, they're killing you. It's not too far away from here, y'all. You don't believe that. My first point is, <laughs> we're going to talk. Okay, let's, let me back up a track. All right, here. Beep, 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 beep. Here we go. Now I'm back on track. Here we go. We're going to go to Daniel. If you want, you got your Bible, you can actually open it up to Daniel chapter 3, okay? And I'm going to be spotting all over that stuff because it's everything that I want to talk about today. See, there was this feller, he was the king, Nebuchadnezzar, right? Now, and if you don't like that pronunciation, move to Tennessee, they'll teach you how to talk. Here we go. Nebuchadnezzar, right? He had an image of gold. There was 60 cubits high, right? 60 feet tall, let's say. Right? And he commanded everybody at the dedication of this idol to when you heard music, you fell on your knees and worshipped the idol. Anybody familiar with this story? My grandma used to mess it up at night. She'd tell me, Shadrach, Meshach, and the bed you go. 
Right? Here's the thing. These three folks, you see, they said no. You see, even he was still God, you understand, even when the government, de- government denied his authority, he's still God. Even when the government said no, this is who you will worship, he was still God. You see, he, they went, and what happened was this, this idol was laid up there, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were down there and, and didn't bow. Hmm. You must have a lot of faith in God to stand against the government. I'm, uh, no, I want you to think for a second. Why do you think we are in the place we are right now? Is because we didn't want to cause a wave. Because we didn't want to make a stink. Because we didn't want to be chastised. Because we didn't want to be bullseyed. We were like, well, I ain't going to, yeah, yeah, that ain't right. They shouldn't be teaching that in our school. I ain't going to say nothing, no. You know, I'll just pray about it. Do you know sometimes there's an action with your prayer? Huh? No. You know sometimes if you want the fullness of God, you've got to have an action to get there. Hmm. That's as much, you know, y'all, y'all do Christianity kind of like a cripple. I won't be over there. No, it's going to take an action to get me there. Do you get it? you got to do something to go. I heard somebody the other day. It's so it's, you know, I told you that somebody's holding back to see. God's holding back to see. He's letting us have an opportunity. Do you know two-thirds of God is go? Not sit and stay. G-O-D. G-O. Go. Do you get it? Y'all got to hear me. We've got to understand, even when the government is saying something different, he was still God. Nebuchadnezzar told him, you go out and you do this, or the punishment will be death by fire. Now, I kind of know a little bit about this, because one of the kids that we grew up with, (coughs) his brother died two miles from the house. He crashed his car at 2.30 in the morning, was pinned, and the car caught fire. And they were woken up two miles away by the screams as he burned to death. Burning is not pleasant. Okay, you hear that? Anna, you know fire hurts. And, and 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 she got sunburnt when we was here a couple months ago. She come in looking like she was you know too close to the flames herself, but it was the sun that done that to her. But here's the thing: He said, "If you don't obey the government law, you are going to be put to death in a fiery pit." And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, "He's still God. I ain't bound." Right? Huh. I ain't bound. Then you, you got to understand. The other thing you got to understand is even though the world rejects him, because guess what? 
in the multitudes that were bowing when the music played in front of this idol, they were Christians. Did you know that? They bowed. <laughs> they bowed because they didn't want to be burnt. They didn't have faith that God protected them, that God would guide them, that God would lead them, that God would provide for them, that God would stand up. But three men did. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they said, we're not bowing. And then they got tattled on. How many of you understand that's what's going to happen? They're, they're already stuff out there. If your neighbors aren't vaccinated, send them up there. If your, if your neighbor had a party and didn't have a mask on, call this number. They came in and said, King, we knew your law. And you know what? There's three. These Jews, they didn't do what you asked them to do. He goes, bring them to me. And then what did he do? He said, you've got one more chance. One more chance. And he said, what? Nebuchadnezzar asked him, what God is going to bring you and deliver you from my hands? You know what? It was great because you know what they actually said? Our God can deliver us from the fire. The best part after that, though, he said, but if he doesn't, he's still God. I want you to understand something. How many of you, some of you in here are older like me. Remember the Left Behind movie we played a long time ago? And, 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 and then planes were crashing and everything was going away. And my youth pastor came to me and said, Jeff, I want you to think about something. You have a beautiful wife. He was a prophet. <laughs> you have a beautiful wife. And, and, and an amazing son, an amazing daughter, an amazing son-in-law. And, and, and the Lord comes, and you aren't serving the Lord, and you're left here. And they come in, and you know that God came, and you're trying to do what's right, and you're trying to live for God. And they pull you out because you refuse to take the mark of the beast. They pull you out into the streets, and they pump, they kneel you on the ground, and they tell you with their knives stuck to your wife's throat, denounce God! And she lives. Take this mark and she lives or we're going to behead her. Nobody else, you pastor, got that violin, I'm sure. Mine did. And I thought, I just want to know Jesus where I'm not here. Because I don't know. Because I love her enough. I know her faith. She would be going, go ahead, make my day. Because she know in the morning she's going to wake up in heaven. Right? I know her faith, but if they ask me to make her decision, or his decision, or my grandson's decision, you either as the head of the household take this mark, or this is what we're going to do. I don't know because you says you're not going to have the power of the Holy Spirit. That comforter's gone. Now you're going from here. And I don't know about y'all, this ain't the brightest thing I've ever had. 
You know what I'm saying? Because this has got me into a bunch of trouble. But the Holy Spirit's pulled me through a thing or two, right? The other thing I want to talk about is this. Even though followers may forsake Him, guess what? He's still God. Do you understand it right now? Right now. Do you know why there's 38 churches in this area? Because somebody got mad because the Bible said this, so we're not going to take that Scripture. We're going to go over here and start a new church, and we ain't going to have that Scripture in our stuff. We just ain't going to preach it. Oh, well, I want to be able to do this. We're going to go over here. And then everybody, because you know what's funny? I know Baptists that know Jesus Christ. I know Baptists that believe in the Holy Spirit. They went and started another church because I spoke in tongues. How silly. How silly. We turn in our back on each other and our faith because you want to take one part and not do or take one part and do. Now, I got news. I'm glad that we ain't Pentecostal holiness where we're walking around and the women got to wear dresses and can't wear makeup because some of y'all need help. I'm just saying. I'm like praising the Lord for Revlon and Maybelline. You know what I mean? But I will tell you this. Even if you were, they worship the same God. So why are we not going to stand together? But here's the problem. If it come down to shove. I'm coming down. I'm coming down. If they come in and told you, this boy right here has to learn how, and this is what he's got to believe, and he's got to profess right now. As a man of faith and a father, you're going to have to stand up at some point in time and go, no, you ain't. No, you ain't. Guess what? I, you know what? You want to get somebody's attention? You want to get the school's attention on this mess they're trying to teach and all this stuff they're trying to pull and put in our kids' heads? Take them out. You know what hurts them more than anything? A lack of money. A lack of money. Oh, but preacher, we both have jobs. Yep. And when you got pregnant and you gave birth and you had a son and you, you fathered a child, you have a, a commitment there that's more important than any job. And God will provide. God will provide. God will take care of you. You got to be smart, right? You've got you to do things smart. But here's the thing I'm trying to tell you. How many of us are sitting here and turning our back on God because we're afraid He won't come through? Hello? That's just me and you, baby. We're the only two in here that have ever not done what we should have done because we was afraid of what would happen if God didn't intervene. Hmm. I'm preaching to myself today. Isn't that awesome? You guys, this is good stuff. You've got to understand. We've got to make a stand for God. You see, we've sat in these pews so long taking in and soaking in the blessings of God. We got lazy. We don't know how to go to work anymore for Him. 
How, when's the last time this church did an outreach where they went door to door, knocking on door, handing out tracts and asking people if they knew Jesus Christ? Huh? When's the last time the youth group has went to the school and sat together and prayed over the school? How many times a week have you walked around our schools praying and blessing that property saying, put a hedge of prayer around it. You want to change things? you got to do things. You can't just sit back and go, I asked Jesus one time. I'm going to ask you a question. Your children... Did you only ask a prayer one time? God, deliver them. Protect them. You said it once and that was it, right? You never said another prayer. You didn't have to pray for them ever again. You said the prayer one time. Wrong? Oh, is it an everyday thing? Oh, is it really? Wait a minute. Let me tell you something. (laughs) When's the last time you told Crystal you loved her? You told her when you got married you don't need to tell her again. Right? No! What? That's what I told my wife. I said, I told you when I married you, I loved you until I tell you different. There we stand. Never had to say it again. What? You know, it didn't work for you? Me neither, buddy. Trust me. (laughs) I ain't going to lie to nobody. That was a bad week. (laughs) Wasn't even a week. It was a couple of hours. But here's the thing. You got to understand something. We've got to stop sitting back and just going, well, I would do that, but my neighbors might get mad. I would do that, but then my, my boss might not be happy. I would do that, except you know what? It's too hard for me. I might do that, but it's going to cost me money. I might do that, but it's going... Do you understand where I'm at? You cannot sit there and make excuses. If you don't have faith, quit trying to have faith. Quit lying to yourself. What? That's what you're doing, ain't it? You're on your butt. I would do that, but. God could do that for me, but. I'm sure that would happen, but. Do you get it? Y'all figuring this out yet? He's still God. We're the ones that are weak. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego stood. Do you know this is something that's crazy? And then, you know what? He made them so mad. Do you know what they did? They made the fire. They didn't want to just burn them. They wanted to incinerate them. Make it seven times hotter than it's ever been before. It was so hot that when they bound them, now check it out. They's in their little, you know, the turban thingies, the diapers on their head, and they had the sheets on and all that stuff, right? And they wound them up in a rope, and they took them up there, and the men to go to throw them in died from the heat. It was so hot. And guess what? Nebuchadnezzar looked down there and said, Wait, didn't we only throw in three? How come I see four? Because he's still God. And do you know what? What if this story would have went different? And they throwed the three boys in and they were vaporized? He's still God and they're in heaven! My question is, why are you worried about the penalty you're going to pay, the price you're going to pay here on earth when your reward is eternal life? Man, I'm telling you, this was good. 
I'm glad you're recording this because I'm going to listen to this later and get saved. Here's the thing. I want you to understand my last point. Through troubles, though troubles come to those who follow Him, He's still God. Even though troubles still come, He's still God. Do you understand? I was talking to Amanda the other day at the office. Love her. Love her. And I was listening to her complain. Talk, well, she wasn't complaining. She was talking about her children and how they learn different. And I went, <laughs> got one of them. And how the other one is just so smart. <laughs> I have one of them too. That wasn't you. And then I had... <laughs> and then... <laughs> It was, I just want to make sure you was on track with me. <laughs> you was the first one. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. We're sitting there talking. And I was listening to all this stuff that she was saying. And at the end she said, but God is good. Do you know, y'all, we're coming in to some tough stuff. And we're going to have to make a stand. And it ain't going to be ugly. It ain't going to be pretty. It's going to get ugly. You know what I'm saying? Somebody told me one time, if you're in the ministry, but by the way, I might be a pastor, but y'all are in the ministry. If you ask Jesus Christ into your heart, you have a calling upon yourself to minister to others because it says, go into, right? You understand what I'm saying? So you're all ministers. When you're in the ministry, somebody told me a long time ago, ministry is dirty. You know why ministry is dirty? Because the world's dirty. And when God puts you in the ministry, you're going to be in the middle of it. But he's still God. I am not worried about Jeff Spears. I'm not worried about Nanette or Stephen or Kristen, Joe, and Jace. I'm not. I'm not worried about Kelly and Tyler or Chad and Shed. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not worried because guess what? If it gets super ugly, if paratroopers flopped down right now in the parking lot and came in here and started shooting bullets at me, I know that any minute we all going to be in heaven. And guess what? There ain't going to be no holes and I'm going to be able to stand up without worrying about anything because this church stays here. I checked it out. There ain't no need for chairs in heaven. And I'm going to be the one waving and jumping up and down. And I'm going to have this. Well, I already got the body in the vase. But I'm going to have stronger legs. And I'm going to stand up. I'm going to jump up and down. I'm going to be the one going, y'all come on in. Jesus came from Tennessee too. You better figure out how to talk. I was telling Alan, this little story is old, old, old woman like Gary and Vanette, and and they's old, and they fell asleep, and they woke up in heaven, 
And St. Peter was walking them around heaven and he walked them in and gave them a tour of their mansion. And the man looked at St. Peter and he says, man, this is pretty beautiful. How much is this a night? St. Peter laughed and he said, no, you're not understanding. This is heaven. This is yours for free. Wow. St. Peter took him into the dining hall and the feast table was set up. There was every food they loved, multitude of stuff. And he goes, my goodness, man, there's Thai food here, there's sushi here, pizza, pasole. <laughs> it's heaven. Monster all over the place. The big sign, they were sponsored to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a juicy, juicy Jesus. But... <laughs> The old man looked and said, man, that's quite a spread. How much is this to eat? St. <laughs> Peter giggled and said, no, you don't understand. This is heaven. That's free. He goes, wow. They walk out the back door and they walk out on the ninth hole of the most beautiful golf course they've ever seen. Crystal rivers running by. Soft playing music in the background. Luscious green grass. We, it's, it's a thing they grow other places than Nevada. It's green grass. And the old man looked at him and goes, Oh, man, I love me some golf. How much is around? And he goes, Sir, you're not understanding. You're in heaven. It's free. He reached around and grabbed his wife and said, if it wasn't for you and your stupid brand muffins, I could have been here four years ago. <laughs> but you got to understand, when it's God's time, it's God's time, right? Y'all listen. Some of us today need to understand He's still God. You can't get mad at politicians for where we're at today. We're the ones that vote them in. Understand? We may not like the way it's going. But I got news. You can change that. But you know what it's going to do? It's going to take you getting off your tail. Now I said tail. Because I want you to get up. And I want you to go. You know what? We need to have the old time knocking on doors, inviting people to church because they need to know that Jesus Christ is their only hope. Amen. You've got so many people sitting around wanting the government to fix this, government to fix that, government to give me this, government to give me that. You don't need any of that. You need Jesus. And Jesus will provide for you. But you know what? If we're not putting it in front of them and living it out and showing them how to do that, they have no other place to look but the government. So I'm asking you today, who is he to you? Who is he in your life? Is he the one in the fire with you? I will tell you for the last two years the physical battles that we've been dealing with. I'm not strong enough to get through on my own, y'all. I'm not. I am not that amazing. I tell myself I am because I like me, right? But I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for God, and the power of Jesus Christ. 
and his comfort and peace and the knowledge in knowing. Me and Alan were talking about this the other day. This month is 10 months. 10 months we've been traveling to different churches on Sunday mornings. Here, Round Mountain, we've been in Las Vegas, all over. We ain't gotten sick once. It ain't because we're special. Because I think that if you believe he's still God and you're about his business, he will protect you. He will protect you because guess what? There's a lot of people sitting in a pew that when they walk out here, they ain't even showing the world anything. And if you're willing to walk out here and show the world that Jesus Christ still is the King of Kings and that God is still God, I guarantee you he's going to protect you. And you know why he's going to protect you? Because the harvest is plenty and the workers are few. God's not silly. He's not going to take the workers out. Because he's holding back the water. Understand? He's the one that's in the fire. Today, you have an opportunity. You see, I asked uh, a a few months back that, that these beautiful... Beautiful altars be put back in this church. Because you know what? Sometimes we get so lazy. Well, I can accept Jesus Christ in my chair. Yeah, you can. Well, I can pray for healing in my chair. Yeah, you can. Sometimes he wants you to get up. And come seeking Him. It says, knock. Right? Knock. And He will what? Answer. Right? That takes an action, doesn't it? How many of you are standing in front of the door waiting for something to be opened up for you without knocking? How many of you are standing there wanting your your wife or your husband or your child or your grandchild or your neighbor or your boss or your family to know Jesus Christ? You're standing there waiting. Get up. Because they're looking. And you know what they're looking at? something that's immobile. I asked my dad the other day, how can you hide in fear and stand in front of a church and say, God is your protector, your provider, you're all in all. But, put on a mask, hide, don't go. He either is God or He ain't. And the way I look at it is this. If tomorrow morning, y'all, I get sick, I don't want one tear shed for this fat boy in the wheelchair. I want a party throat. Because 
I'm going to get my reward. Because the promise is, He's taking me home. It's time to start professing He's still God. What I'd like to do Look, I ain't, I ain't that guy. I ain't going to come down and I ain't going to spit and yell at you. I've already done it. And it ain't done much for you, evidently. But here's the thing. If God's talked to you today and told you you needed to have more faith, then come down and ask Him to give it to you. If you're here today and God's told you you need to do more than just sit and come down and ask Him to help you and show you. You know what? It's crazy. If you actually ask God and you tell Him, God, I want to do something for the kingdom of God. It's going to be crazy. Something's going to come up and go, you know what I need? Day, you need a reminder that your God the one who saved you from all your sin is still God and you need to come down and feel that newness anybody lost that newness you know I asked you if you'd only told Crystal once that you loved her and, and never told her again do you know why I tell my wife sometimes that I love her I don't tell her all the time because she gets big head Every once in a while I tell her that I love her. And you know why? It's because it triggers something in her that reminds her. Because don't you know that the world around you is creating all kinds of stuff to where you stop forgetting the ones who love you too. You know, Jesus is right here saying, I love you. You know what's funny? When I tell her I love her, she goes, you better. No. She says, I love you too. See this right here? This is more than just a piece of furniture. It's a place for you to come and have a moment. To ask God to help you and to remind Him how much you love Him. And you know what? You do that, and I guarantee you He'll tell you how much He loves you too. Father, I thank You for the opportunity to be here. God, I thank you for your promise that you will be with us even in the fire. God, thank you for holding back the the waves that are coming at us right now. And God, please remind us that through you we can do all things. We rely so much on us and we need to start relying more on him God bless these folks help them to be what you need them to be in this community help us all God to take a stand in the world we live in today thank you God 
for just being. God. Amen.